So I have some news for you all today. You are not a body and all physical illness starts as an emotion, which is energy in motion, and then shows up last as illness in the physical body. Healing only happens at the level of the mind because you're not a body. Now, I totally understand that when you hear me say this, you're probably thinking like, what is she talking about? She sounds crazy. Or maybe you're all like, um, how does this even serve me? Like me not thinking that I'm a body. Well, the truth is that I understand that pain is really, really real. But suffering is always an option. And I'm not asking ourselves or asking you to deny your body and the experiences that you're having in your body. What I'm asking is for you to understand that if we shift our perception and what we use the purpose of the body for, then we can bring true healing, holistic healing to the physical vessel. Today on the Sovereign Woman Movement Show, we're going to be talking about how to understand the purpose of the body why we're not a physical body, and actually how to heal it. So welcome, welcome, Satnam. Happy, happy moon day. Welcome to the Sovereign Women Women podcast show where we believe all women can holistically heal body, mind, and spirit with my SWC method of Kundalini Yoga Therapy and A Course in Miracles Spiritual Psychotherapy. And this is our movement of women just like you reclaiming their sovereignty in all areas of their life. So Sadnam and welcome. If you're catching this live, welcome yet again to a beautiful, miraculous Monday. Mondays have become miraculous here at the Sovereign Women Movement Podcast because Mondays we work with spiritual psychotherapy. So one of the things that I'm doing with the podcast is showing you, helping you understand how to do the inner work, how to do the inner SWC work. With that being said, Mondays have become our spiritual psychotherapy Monday, where I share with you the wisdom, the teachings, the miraculous work that you can do through A Course in Miracles, which I have been a teacher for a very long time, learning it since like 2008, being a student and then teaching it for like three years now. And this psychotherapy work, then we combine it with Wednesday with an actual meditation to follow up on what we've been talking about on Monday. So this way, each week here on the podcast, you actually have a place to come and integrate the spiritual psychotherapy work and the meditation work to get you a specific result based a specific result based on what we're working on this week. And the other really good thing about this is that you can actually go to the podcast notes in the podcast. You can find the podcast everywhere podcast our stream and you can download the meditation for the week and the actual spiritual psychotherapy for the week so last week we talked a lot about healing the spirit spiritual healing as it relates to holistic healing so you can go back to the podcast notes and download the meditation and the spiritual psychotherapy work for that the first week or uh prior to that we actually worked on healing of the mind so we uh, uh, offered a meditation for the subconscious mind, as well as uh, understanding at a little at a deeper level what the subconscious mind is all about and why it even needs healing. So check out the uh, podcast notes for more on that. And this week, we're going to be talking about the physical body. And I really thought it was really appropriate, especially since we are coming out of 
Easter, where um, and and this applies whether you consider yourself to be religious or not, whether you are actually someone who considers themselves to be Christian or not. There were so many great, beautiful spiritual traditions that we were honoring this weekend, but there's so much reflection and there's so much uh, collective consciousness awareness of of a, this resurrection that is happening. And one of the unique things that is happening <clears throat> is that Christ consciousness, which is one of the things I said yesterday was that if you believe in the essence or Jesus Christ, then you also believe that inside of you exists unconditional forgiveness and unconditional love. We live in this day and age of the age of Aquarius where we have to walk the talk. We can't just go to church, listen to the sermon, and then come back and attack our brothers and sisters, and even on a worse level, attack ourselves. And, you know, Jesus Christ was a great yogi. He was an incredible teacher that thanks to A Course in Miracles, spiritual psychotherapy on steroids, I was able to release a lot of like the dogmas and doctrines and the, the guilt mentality. And that was indoctrinated in me through religion, through um, thinking that for some reason that I would ever believe that God would ever do something so horrendous or allow something so horrendous to happen to one of his children. And also knowing that what Christ was here to teach us, Jesus Christ was here to teach us was that he knew he was in a body, which we're going to talk about today. But beyond that, that he was the son of God, just the way we were all the sons and daughters of God, not a son of God, but the son of God. And through my study of a spiritual psychotherapy on steroids, A Course in Miracles, I've been able to release a lot of guilt. A lot of these programs through religion teach us about sin when we know now, of course, the miracles teach us that sin is not real. There are many errors and moments of unconsciousness that we as human beings experience in this realm, but there isn't a God that is punishing or judging. We have a free will and the only one that can crucify themselves is you, or you can give someone the power to do that to you. And that was one of the things that Christ said, you know, he said, you will do bigger things that I have ever done. And he also said, you know, I got to leave because you all are worshiping me and you're not realizing that what's inside of me is actually inside of you. And so for me, Easter every year becomes much more impactful where I feel the resurrection. And in our community last week, in our, in uh, my women's community, in the academy and in our membership community, everybody that especially practices this inner work, they were very sensitive to these energies and they couldn't uh, really feel themselves literally dying an old self and, and coming into this new self. And it can be very scary, especially during this time, right? And I saw it was so beautiful to be able to have the women share in community what they were processing so that they didn't feel alone and they didn't feel like they were going crazy, right? And now here we are now, uh, Monday post-Easter resurrection, feeling a lot less heavy and understanding that we go through these resurrections ourselves. We are resurrecting the mind. We're resurrecting beyond the physical. We're resurrecting our beliefs and especially our relationship with God, with understanding that what Jesus Christ did, you and I can do.
It's called allowing the Christ consciousness to be born within us. And that gets done through the process of forgiveness and unconditional love, because this is a classroom. Your body is a classroom. We're going to talk about that today, where we learn the lessons of love through the belief sometimes that these things are challenges or traumas. And when we start to understand that when we learn to respond to love, where most people would respond with fear, because we have a stable nervous system, because we know we're not just the body, then we clear karmas. We don't have to repeat lessons. We leave legacies where our ancestors are healed and our lineage that comes before us doesn't have to keep repeating these lessons. And there's so much data to support that now that the Christ was showing us what we could do ourselves. And he trained, you know, there's so many, uh, uh, he was gone from the ages of 12 to 33. And there's so many stories of how he went to India and to Egypt and to practice and to teach meditation. He was a great yogi. And what he learned to do was alchemize his body vessel so that he could be in constant communion with the divinity, because that's what this body is for. And like I said, what we're going to talk about today is not for you to deny the body or the experiences that you may be having in the body. You may be going through pain or some type of illness that may be happening, but what is an option is suffering. And what is also an option is us ever thinking that we're separate from God and that we could ever be punished. So let's talk about that today. Let's resurrect and truly get to the root of how to heal the physical body and how to shift our perception of even what the body is. So first and foremost, and this is really, really powerful. Why is this even important, right? Like why, how does this serve me? By me understanding that I'm not a physical body, like how is this going to serve me in my business or in my relationships? Well, the first thing about the body is we have to understand that the body keeps score. You know, the, what, the experiences that you go through, traumas, and what is known as your samskaras, which is your DNA. When you were born and you incarnated in with the soul and the physical vessel, the structure of your body was already even predetermined through frequency. Because what happens is when God decides that she wants to experience herself through the soul. The soul then meets up with what is known as the subtle body. And this comes from yogic science, ancient science that really explains how DNA even works. And so what happens is that the subtle body and the soul body join, right? The subtle body is the first body of the 10 energetic bodies in the Kundalini Yoga energetic system. The 10th body is, or the subtle body then joins with the, with the soul the subtle body it already carries a frequency from your past lives, from your ancestry lineage, whatever the soul decides to incarnate in that specific time and space, environment, culture, all those different things. So because it already comes with its own set of DNA, it already even has the structure of what your physical body is going to be. So then you, the soul and the, and the subtle body come together and then you're born into this, into this physical vessel. And then what happens is immediately the illusion begins. Your parents always do the, doing the best that they can right away tell you that God is not inside of you, right? That God is somewhere outside of you. So the illusion of the separation between you and God begins 
which means the birth of the ego, which the ego is our programs, our subconscious thought patterns, basically begins, right? And it strengthens and fortifies as we grow up and we start to experience what is known as challenges. But when we experience trauma, the body remembers this because if we don't process it, if we don't allow ourselves to feel and really try to sit with what is happening in a supportive space where you're actually heard or seen, then the body starts to basically create these energetic imprints of these traumas. And you, as an inner child, you start to learn how to abandon yourself because somebody abandoned you or somebody did something to you that caused fear or you lived in an environment where there was a lot of fear, even as women that are pregnant. If your mom was pregnant with you and she was always under constant state of fear, your nervous system is already regulating with hers. So by the time you're born, you already carry the addiction to cortisol, which is what is released through the uh, chemicals of stress. So you're, you're already feeling anxious. You're already feeling as a baby, you know, you're already going through challenges like illnesses, like colic, like all these different things that are created through these emotions, right? And through these traumas that are memories in the body. And then we can even talk about ancestral memories, right? That come from way beyond this lifetime. So the body keeps score of all of these different things. And that's why an animal, like in the jungle, I always say this metaphor, because like if a zebra is being chased by like a lion and somehow the zebra manages to escape, the first thing that the zebra does is it goes and it starts to shake its body violently. And the reason it shakes its body violently is because it wants to release the memory from the body. We don't do that. No one tells we, in fact, this is why talk therapy is not very successful many times because talking about it and remembering what is that going to do, right? You're just going to reignite the memory in the body. We need to release it through sound. It was created through sound. So we release it through sound. So the body keeps score of all of these traumas. So basically in essence, you are a frequency of all of your thoughts, beliefs, and emotions. That's what you are. Matter is not real everything is vibrating everything is constantly in flow and that's what you are your physical vessel is your thoughts feelings and emotions that are constantly vibrating at a specific rate so because of that we believe that we we're a body why do we believe we're a body because the body then starts telling us stories of how to identify with it and identify especially with our traumas when you go through trauma, there's a certain part of the brain known as the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus assesses stress, stresses uh, dangers. And when you've, gone through you, when you've gone through trauma and you haven't had the opportunity to process it, right? What happens is that this little part of the brain gets broken and it constantly thinks it's under these stressful situations. This becomes also your subconscious mind. So then you are no longer yourself. You are now the story you keep telling yourself about that trauma. And the body then creates an identity based on that story you keep telling yourself. Like I was abused as a child or I was betrayed or no one loves me. My mom doesn't love me. All these different things that we don't even think we're thinking because we're not aware. 
basically become our identities. And this is what becomes our ego. So then our ego, because it, it is all your subconscious programs that tell you you're separate from God, our ego becomes attached to the body. Why are so many people suffering right now? Because their identity lies within the body. Everyone's freaked out because we really don't talk about or know what happens after death, right? And truly death, the root word of death is actually beginning. But if you are someone who's identified with the body and you just think you're a body, then of course you're going to be afraid to lose that. The ego creates identifications not only with the body, but with roles. For example, I am now a mom or I am now a wife. I am now a business owner. And when we become too attached to those identities, because we find our worth in those identities, instead of knowing we have intrinsic worth, we create suffering because inevitably you would think God is like a jokester. When we get so attached to things, people and experiences and jobs, it's almost like God removes them <laughs> to so that we could learn that the worth is from within and that what we're seeking out there is actually in here. And if we don't learn that lesson, it gets repeated over and over again in relationships, not only in this lifetime, in, in experiences and in prosperity and your illnesses, but in future lifetimes until you learn to respond without the attachment to feeling that that identity of the body is now who you are. So identification with the body is not just thinking that you're just a physical vessel, that you're just here for this short time and that once you're, you die, it's all over and nothing ever happens again, right? We all know that's not true because we also know that our ancestors, like the Egyptian, our Egyptian ancestors, they were an incredibly evolved civilization. And what they did is they used their living life, their incarnation to train, to learn to die consciously because they knew that there was still an afterlife where, where they would be able to not only dictate what would happen in the next lifetime, but possibly not even have to come back because they learned the lessons. That's what happened to Jesus Christ. He allowed the Christ consciousness to be born within him. He didn't have an ego. He trained his mind as a great yogi to go beyond the mind, beyond the body. He used the body as a tool for communication. That's what it is. It's a vehicle of your consciousness. It's supposed to be a safe haven where you could allow the Christ to be born within you. But it's not a safe haven. And the reason it's not a safe haven is because your traumas are stuck you know, that pain you have in the liver, that's an emotional trauma. You know, that pain that you have in your heart, that's an emotional trauma. That cancer, all those different things that show up in the physical vessel, it's a trauma. It's some kind of emotion that's stuck. And because of that, we don't feel safe in the body, right? So then we run away from it, we numb it, and we don't honor it. We don't uh, allow it to serve us as a, a vehicle and as a communication device with the divinity so this is where the power of spiritual psychotherapy comes in like i've been studying a course of miracles since 2008 i've been a student of a course of miracles since 2008 when my spiritual awakening actually first happened and i've been teaching it for three years and you know what they say you know to really master something start to teach it and ever since i've definitely been teaching it it this concept has helped me tremendously in releasing existential crisis 
around one of my biggest fears, absolutely death. You know, when I was growing up, I had a, a, one of my favorite aunts, she was like a mom to me and she was like a mom to so many. Uh, she was a mom to my mom who had a really, really tumultuous, broken relationship with her mom. And so when she passed away, I was eight years old and I still remember this very, very clearly. It was one of the things that I had to really work through in my own healing journey. But when she passed away, um, my mom became severely depressed. So not only did I not have an opportunity to process the experience because I couldn't talk to her. I couldn't ask her questions about what had happened. So she wasn't there for me. But then at the same time, I myself was really, really afraid. And I was so, uh, I didn't know what would happen. And that was one of the things that I always feared as a young child. Well, fast forward to my adulthood, how that showed up in my life was just in so many ways in fear of doing a lot of things really, really fast because I just thought, you know, there's not enough time. There's not enough time. But it wasn't until I was able to really begin the healing journey in the mind and stabilize my nervous system because that's the whole thing. When we talk about this, we can also look at it physically, right? Like when you are so afraid of actually losing your body or losing the physical, what that really relates to is that we have also a very unstable nervous system that we're dealing with. There's a big reason, ladies, why right now dementia and Alzheimer's immune diseases are at an all-time high. All of these three things are impacted by our nervous system. And we don't realize that every time we touch our phone, it's a release of cortisol. And I'm not saying not to touch your phone because I touch my phone. I work out of my phone all day, my computer. What I'm saying is that we need to also learn to have the inner work, the meditation so that our brains don't fry like a computer. And then that impacts the nervous system, which then you have all kinds of anxiety, which then is creating all these different physical problems in the body, which now you think you're a body, just creating all this existential crisis. And you're living in this loop of just constant pain and suffering. And remember I said, pain may be happening, but suffering is an option. And that's why the psychotherapy work, it's like mantra, which we're gonna talk about on Wednesday, a specific meditation and mantra to heal the physical body. It's repetition. You have to repeat to yourself that you know, you're beyond that. And that's one of the things that I love about A Course in Miracles is that it gives you these beautiful lessons, one per day, that allow you to become, to train the mind, to go beyond what we've been programmed to believe. And this is coming from the channel and the voice of Christ. And last month, you know, this is why I'm so devoted also to this work. I've been practicing since 2008, yet it was only last month where I had a very, very humbling experience where I had an opportunity to talk to the to Christ, to Jesus Christ. See, one of the things about me is because I didn't realize how opposed I was against like religion or Christianity and Catholicism. There are so many negative things that have come out out of the religion of the abuse of children, the abuse of of poor people, the abuse of power that I really have created. I I didn't realize how deep my, my disgust with religion has has been you know i am a very spiritual person i'm even wearing wearing my lady of guadalupe today but religion the dogmas the doctrines the you're separate from god you're a sinner all of that just never resonated with me 
So that's where I seeked out spirituality. And in, in the program, in, in Satori Wellness and Spirituality, in our membership, especially, and in the work that I do with spiritual psychotherapy, you know, it's written from Christ. It's the, the voice of Jesus Christ is guiding A Course in Miracles. And then this was downloaded to a psychotherapist who was not spiritual. She was a Columbia University psychotherapist. She was a scholar. She was not spiritual. She was not religious. And yet Christ knew that these teachings needed to get to her for these modern day times. But many times I didn't even like using the word Jesus Christ because I felt that that triggered people into believing that it was going back to that religion or that Christianity or that Catholicism that I myself really just didn't realize how much I was against because of just everything that I had discovered about it, right? And so March came along, right? And I'm getting ready for one of my classes. And I'm sharing this with you all because this will really liberate you in, in the dogmas, especially if you're someone that has been hurt by religion or if it's someone that is scared to step outside of just what religious religion teaches you. And I was getting ready for one of my classes and uh, I just literally heard this voice. It was a, such a loud voice where I had to stop and drop what I was doing. And the voice was just like, you've been running away from me and you've been ignoring me, but I want to let you know that I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you. I'm here to, as a brother, as a guide, don't forget that you can always call upon me. And, and I right away was like, like, who is this? Right. And the voice didn't even have to answer. I was like, Jesus Christ. And he was like, yes, it's always been me. You've been so afraid of what all the pain that you've seen that religion has done that you've been ignoring me. You've been ignoring that I'm the one that has been guiding you since 2008. Yet you've been running away from that. And because of that, you have not allowed the full teachings to come through you. And this was in March. So I didn't realize that that's what I had been doing. I didn't realize that I myself was crucifying people, separating myself from others, thinking I was a body, you know, thinking that I was the right one because these people shouldn't do these things to other people. And I was so humbled. I came down to my knees at that point and I started to pray and I said, Thank you for not forgetting about me. And thank you for reminding me that I can always seek out your help and what a powerful teacher you truly are. And ever since that day, it's like, I'm not afraid. Like the, te the voice or the, the words that need to come through me, they just do. And there's been this release of fear. And this Easter has been so impactful where I have been feeling exactly what Christ Jesus Christ went through in this experience and there was no pain he was never in pain he was never in fear he knew he wasn't a body and the reason I'm sharing this now is because I've been studying this course for such a long time and teaching it again for, for three years and yet it's taken me up to this point last March to truly open my heart to these teachings and to be able to be humble enough to say wow we really do have the help of a powerful guide and teacher who's awakening in all of us where we can actually integrate these teachings and not just read them and continue our day like whatever. And that's where 
what I'm saying today is so, so powerful because it's not that I'm telling you to deny the body. What I'm telling you is to shift the perception of what the body is. Of course, miracles teaches us that we always get what we ask for, and that includes the illnesses. And I know that's hard to hear, especially if you're someone that's struggling with some kind of illness. But the whole point of when we even are in pain or when we are in illness is to surrender. What happens when we're in pain? We have to slow down and we have to learn how to actually be still and to ask for help from a higher consciousness. And that as a society is what we have lacked. We have been educated to be in the logical mind. And the big awakening that is happening is here is that we are powerful beyond our means, not only in the purpose of self-healing, but in the connection to a source bigger than us that can always assist us with any miracle that we may need. And we can't do that if we think we're just a body. We're a body that's here for this short time and we don't honor the, the spiritual self, that self that's always here guiding us and that lives in infinity. And so how do we do this? We do the work of the spiritual psychotherapy to remind ourselves that we're not this body. Now, one of the most beautiful lessons that I love, and this is the one that I'm sharing with you all today in the uh, podcast notes, so go download it, is lesson number 193, 199 in the text. And it's, I am not a body, I am free. And again, I've done these, <clears throat> these uh, lessons myself at least three times where I've gone over them in the last to, since 2008. And this is why the spiritual psychotherapy is just engraved. It starts to become a way of living. But the first pr paragraph tells everything that I'm trying to explain here. It says, freedom must be impossible as long as you perceive a body as yourself. The body is a limit. Who would seek for freedom in a body looks for it where it cannot be found. We look for freedom in a body and our worth. Look at the society that we are about going to the gym. I always told, I mean, and I like going to the gym. I love going to walks and actually I've been going to the gym at least three to five times a week now because absolutely I love the way the physical vessel looks, but more importantly, I like the way the physical vessel feels when it becomes a problem is if you're somebody, and this is what I always tell my husband, cause he would go to the gym first. And I said, you know, the gym is great and the physical is going to get you there. But if you don't work on your mind, nothing is going to change. Not only is your physical not going to change, but we are a society that has put value on only the physical, you know, only what the physical looks like. And if you put your value and worth on that, you're going to suffer a lot as it relates to aging because the body shifts and changes and you're not going to be able to honor the process of that metamorphosis, which means you're going to live in your older years to be incredibly sad, depressed, comparing yourself to other people instead of being a wise ancestor with a lot of wisdom that can then share. And that's when we put our identity in, in the addiction of thinking that if we have a certain shape of the body, that somebody will love us more or that we'll love ourselves more. That's a lie. And it works backwards. It's if you love your body first, accept your body as it is, then you can work with it. If you are rejecting it, it's 
going to be really, really difficult. And then it says the mind can be made free when it no longer sees itself as in a body, firmly tied to it and sheltered by its presence. If this were the truth, the mind were vulnerable indeed. So healing only happens at the level of the mind. We shift the perception of the mind of what it thinks the body is for and we heal. And then we can use the body for what it real purpose is, which again, it's communication with God. It's as a vessel, as a vehicle of your consciousness. Now, how do we actually do this? Well, first and foremost, this lesson, download it because it has an incredible prayer that you practice throughout your day to remind you to release that existential anxiety that we carry all human beings. It's that whole, I'm in between my first breath I've ever taken and that last breath I've ever ta- will ever take. That existential anxiety is what blocks us from truly living. It's that fear of believing that you're just the body and that basically you should be afraid to live because of what's basically uh, uh, unavoidable. And the second thing is Wednesday. I'm going to be sharing with you a really powerful meditation. Remember, if the body keeps score of our traumas, we can change the frequency of the body. The second thing, this is what Jesus Christ did. This is what Buddha did. This is what the great masters did. The reason that they practice Kriya Yoga, Kundalini Yoga is a Kriya Yoga. Basically, Kriya means it's a recipe of energy. So like specific breath sequences you do, mantra, specific sound frequencies you chant, mudra, specific ways you put your hands. Those are all, they create an energetic imprint in the physical and in the spiritual. When you practice these techniques, what starts to happen is that you start to have a balanced energy system. Dr. Joe Dispenza calls them energy zones. They're chakras, basically. And these are subtle energy zones in the body that are not usually balanced because of trauma, because of the foods we eat, because of just we're a society that doesn't really understand about energy zones. But there's so much out there now. I mean, even I love how Dr. Joe Dispenza is really bringing this stuff to Main Street so we can really understand it at the level of, of, of science, energy, as well as spiritual healing. So what happens is as you start to meditate, as you practice specific meditations, the system starts to function. You start to process emotions. So your chakra system, most of us, especially if you've been through a lot of trauma, your root chakra, oh, it is so damaged, right? You, that's why you don't feel grounded. That's why you don't feel safe in the body. So because of that, you're not able to be in balance. Now, as you start to meditate and practice these meditations, you start to balance these chakra systems. And then what happens is beautiful. It's what, there's many pictures of this everywhere. I thought I even had a picture here, but what you start to create is Merkaba. And this is basically an energy grid around you. And you've seen this maybe even in the Christ teachings where he's in the, it looks like kind of like the cross, but there's a lot of grids of energy around him. When a human being, and this is why it's so powerful, we never had access to these Kriyas before. Now we have access to these sacred sound frequencies, these Kriyas, these meditations that allow us to have such a balanced chakra system that we are actually creating this vehicle that Egyptian 
Um, Egyptians basically now teach us that they use to travel interdimensionally. This is why you can exist uh, in omnipresence. You can even exist in different uh, dimensions at the same time, because ultimately you're experiencing the dimension when you're bringing the focus to the mind too. But if you learn to live beyond the mind and the body, then you can experience other dimensions and you can use the physical vessel because the energy is so balanced. It's working the way it needs to work. You can use it as a vehicle for connection to the divinity, to travel, astral project, you know, to go to different dimensions, to go. This is how I really believe the Egyptians also were able to travel to other planets. There are so many ways that... It is now proven scientists that have found evidence, right? Like Greg Braden that have proven that uh, our ancient ancestors used to practice these sound frequencies, these meditations, because there's grids of energy that can connect us from this realm to even like the Pallades or other planets. Many times we've heard Buddha himself speak about how he received help from our intergalactic family leaders. Jesus Christ, the book of Enoch, that entire section is left out of the Bible because in many parts of that section, it's spoken about how they were able to communicate with our intergalactic family members from other planets who helped them come do things like create the pyramids, create advanced technology that we don't even have. We're way behind compared to what our ancestors did. And the reason I'm bringing this up is that the only reason that they were able to do this is because they went beyond the body. They used these meditations, these kriyas, to alchemize the body so that they could have these incredible powers activated within them. And you and I have that same ability. So Wednesday, when we come back, I'll be sharing with you a specific meditation that is created energetically for the fifth body, which is our physical body that will alchemize and help us heal it at the level of the energy level so that we can truly get to the root, go beyond the physical, understand that the healing happens at the mind, and that by doing that, we can release existential crisis, stabilize the nervous system, and truly, truly find inner peace. And that'll be on Wednesday. So join me again on Wednesday so we can actually do go work through this meditation and this mantra. Now, I leave you with this. This type of work, most of us are so programmed, right, to believe that we're just this vessel that where our stories, our traumas, and all these different things. Start the work today. Because when you start today, I mean, even looking back 40 days, you're going to be like, wow, I have taken some quantum leaps in my healing journey. And it's really, really important that we stay consistent. So the easiest thing to do is to go to my uh, website. You can actually download the uh, free e-guide I recently created. It's a weekly mental, spiritual, physical health plan for you that you can follow Monday through Sunday. And it is a very simple three-minute meditation that you integrate as well as a spiritual psychotherapy uh, affirmation that you have for the day. I also give you suggestions on what to do each day based on the planets to help you keep the vessel in higher frequency. It's a very simple a plan that you can apply. It probably will take you maybe three to seven minutes. If you want to increase the time of the meditation, go for it. Don't do it longer than 11 minutes though. That one is a really powerful one. So start today because as you start to do this, the only way you're going to understand what I'm talking about here is you have to raise your consciousness. You have to raise the level of 
of your mind, right? Of awareness. And as you start to integrate the simplicity in your day, you're going to start to be able to do that. And the rewards, like I said, are doing the things that Christ did himself, which is going beyond this physical and thinking that this is all there is. You have not even tapped in to your potential. And I'm telling you that because I see it in me and I've seen it in my clients. Like when I began my healing journey, I was like, wow, I thought like I was done, you know, like when I finally healed an addiction to alcohol and my relationships healed with my mother and my husband. And like, I was like, I thought I was done. But what I'm noticing now, and this is what I was just telling the community, was that what I'm, I'm at a point in my life where how I can really feel at peace so many things are going right that I'm not working on anything to change or heal it. And that now my sudden, my daily work has been so beautiful as it relates to the evolution of my consciousness, to be able to make these contacts like with Christ, you know, last month, having these experiences with my ancestors last week, life really does become joyful and life becomes a place that becomes not a fearful place that you go to, but an actual place where you can freely co-create and live a life wilder than your dreams because God is always giving us wants more than we can ever, ever imagine. So start your healing journey today, ladies. I can't say this enough. And um, let me know how you're sticking to it. Some of you have been checking in with me if you're doing the 40-day commitment. So if you're doing that, feel free to send me a DM and let me know how that process is going. We'd love to support you and continue to... uh, help you through the journey and of course you can always join our free facebook group community or our free um, instagram community there's links in my bio to post any of your questions in there i share a lot more information in there as well as it relates to holistic healing so thank you all so much for being here on this beautiful day i invite you to join me again on wednesday at the same time where again we'll be talking about an actual meditation especially you're going through any type of physical illness or physical instabilities this is one that you really want to apply asap so you can be totally ready for this great beautiful awakening that's happening with all of us thank you all so much for being here i wish you a very beautiful rest of your miraculous monday and i'll see you all again on wednesday Sadnam.